From URL Media, I'm Mitra Kalita. I'm Sarah Lomax, and this is Twice as Good. Today, we're diving into the world of Jamaican music and the legacy of Bob Marley, the subject of the new film, One Love. And the first person I want us to, to get started with is, is Lloyd Cummings. Lloyd Cummings is a, a legendary radio DJ. He's been a host on WURD, my radio station in Philadelphia, for over 20 years and doing a fantastic uh, weekly show called Caribbean Connection. And Lloyd, welcome to uh, to the podcast. How are you? Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here, especially to talk about Bob Marley. Yes, 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 yes. You've seen the film One Love, correct? Yes, I've seen it. Excellent. Yeah. So, you know, it, it takes a very specific swath of Jamaican history when uh, Bob Marley was in a very complicated, um, in the middle of like a, a political heated battle where the um, election between Siaga and Manley was creating a lot of violence and political turmoil in Jamaica. Where were you during that time in the 70s when all of this was happening? During the 70s, I was in Philadelphia, actually. I had migrated from Jamaica to London in 1960, and I came over to the, the United States in 1970. Uh, from, from 70 to all now, I've been in Philadelphia. So I was right here, but I go back and forth. And, and did you, did you um, were you keenly aware of this moment in Jamaican history when Bob Marley was almost being seen as a, a peacemaker between these, these warring factions? And, you know, that that debate, that complexity of how Marley, this amazing musician, um, was going to to kind of navigate these tensions. I, as a matter of fact, I knew many of the people on the periphery are in the Marley group uh, supporting the band and, you know, the the members of the political elite. I knew all of those and knew all of their actions because I used to pay attention to what was happening, you know, reading the newspapers and, and, and things of that nature. And I go to Jamaica quite often. So I, I knew what was going on. And uh, Bob Marley, you know, being a spiritual guy and, and a, a really brilliant man from the beginning, knew exactly what was going on and was working to make, he's a Jamaican. He loves the country, loves the people. They love him. And so he was doing his best, using his music to, to, to enlighten and encourage and really bring peace to the people. When was the first time that you encountered Bob Marley's music? Oh, I encountered Bob Marley's music in the late 60s. One of his first uh, tunes, Simmer Down came out in 19, uh, uh, it came out at Independence in 62. And while all the uptown people were jamming it up at Carib, all the Jamaicans were down at, at uh, uh, the Ward Theater in Kingston. And it was roadblock because Simmerdown was so pyogant at the time because there was, a you know, the, it was just the beginning of... They, the people fighting with each other, not with guns, but you know, and he was organizing even in those days for the people to simmer down, control your temper. It was amazing. Amazing. I have a naive question, Lloyd, which was, was the music always political? And 
as you were being raised in Jamaica, was music as political as what we saw Bob Marley producing? Yes, indeed. As a matter of fact, it started with the Calypso. Before the reggae, before the ska and reggae came along, our music was Calypso. And Calypso music was the method which all the singers enlightened the populations of all the islands, not just Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, St. Kitts, St. Nevis, Antigua, all the islands were enlightened through Calypso. So political uh, discussion and community discussion and social discussions all revolved around the music. I was wondering if we could pivot to the movie, because I think all three of us have seen this now, right? I think it was a fantastic, I think it is, and I know it is a fantastic music as verified and, and uh, uh, solidified with the people of the world that have seen it so far. And they, the, half the world has not seen it yet. It is a fantastic movie with, with uh, 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 you know, Bob Marley, the, the actress, Benadere, and the lady who played Rita Marley. They all came through very, very well. And it's an excellent movie. And the sound of reggae in theaters all across the world is a true blessing. Lloyd, let me ask you this, because it, there I've heard a lot of critique about the accent, about the patois, which I thought as somebody who spent a lot of time in Jamaica, you know, as a young person and into adulthood, I thought the accent was really, really good. The the patois was really good. But but you tell me what you thought. Absolutely. I thought the, the, the patois was good. Benadir, you know, captured it, the, the aspects of it that he needed to capture. And, you know, patois is the, the embracing long language of the world. Everybody wants to be Jamaican to learn to speak patois. Well, and I know for a fact Jamaicans can dial it up and dial it down because if they don't want you to know what they're saying, and I just, I think it's the most beautiful melodic language when when I hear the Jamaican accent. You are not alone. I think the other thing that was really fascinating to me about the movie was right at the beginning. So if you come into the movie late, you're going to miss this. And to me, this was the most profound part of it because Ziggy Marley, Bob Marley's son, I think he might be his oldest son, correct me if I'm wrong, but but Ziggy Marley starts the film, just his face, and he says, our family endorses this film. They, I mean, he, he says, because he knows that there's so many people who have so, like, feel such ownership of Bob Marley that that to me, that endorsement said, you know what, if you don't like the movie, we stand by it. We stand behind it. And to me, that's very, very powerful. And it to me, it, for me, it set the tone. I, I saw that scene, and I thought it was a wonderful thing. Very, very inspiring. And, you know, the, 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 the Bob Marley's life story is monumental. It's worldwide. When I watched the movie, and I've I've been a fan of Bob Marley's for my my whole life, basically. And what I don't, and he is like one of the most, he is one of the blackest, one of the most Afrocentric musicians ever. You know, Rastafari, you know, Ethiopia, the, the whole nine yards, Africa United. Why does his music translate? across all races and ethnicities when he is so clearly, you know, like, like deeply connected and committed to, to blackness. 
what he was saying, I, I, that is a powerful question there, Sarah. What Bob Marley was saying resonates with all of the world all the time. One of the things that I say on my show on WURD is that we have a reggae song for the eventuality of all the world. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There is a reggae song already performed for any incident the world will ever see. And Bob Marley was top notch in that area. You know, all his music is his lyrics, his songs resonate, touch there. One love, one love. Let's get together and feel all right. You know what I mean? That song is is in a commercial in the United States all over. And when the world is in trouble, he's saying, "Let's get together and feel all right." Oh, what incredible! Yeah, I think, Sarah, you know, I was sandwiched between my 84-year-old father and my 12-year-old watching this. So I was watching the film as much as their reactions, because like you, I was raised with Bob Marley. I was literally born as he was a star. And I think, at least for my 12-year-old, the inherent political nature and also how he's critiquing He's a product of colonialism. Like it doesn't get more colonial than his very existence. And that he's critiquing that through the music, um, but also transcending it. Right. And so I thought, I thought that was very powerful. And then, you know, for my 12 year old who's obsessed with so much Afro funk, Afro beat now, just like the familiarity that she has as a result of him bringing this to the world stage, like you could just see her exploding with familiarity at the songs, but not knowing his story. Um, so I, I think I agree with Lloyd that I think this film is both people like us who kind of thought we knew him, but are now seeing it a little differently. And then there's a new audience. Um, and that was, that was really, really delightful for me to watch that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, it, what you're saying is so true because his album Legend, which 20 years after his death is one of the most powerful and greatest selling albums ever. Legend by Bob Marley. You know, so pe- the, the young people are gravitating to him. All the people in the past know him. People have seen him. They still love him. I still get great responses when I play Bob Marley music on the radio. It's just just an incredible, an incredible experience. I'm one of the only DJs in Philadelphia who interviewed Bob Marley. I have the pictures. And one of of my pictures uh, with me interviewing Bob is in the museum at Nine Miles in St. Anne. Wow. So I want to go back to... What was your experience interviewing Bob Marley? What was that like for you? It was wonderful. As a, as a matter of fact, my first interview was in Pensacola, New Jersey. They were staying at a motel in Pensacola because the band liked to cook their own food. So they brought their pots and pans from Jamaica and they were doing their cooking. And I went over there to interview Bob and he was not there at the motel at the time. Rita Marley was there. And I was getting ready to leave. I went there with the lady, the, the news director from DAS named Karen Warrington. Both of us went there. And uh, I was getting ready to leave. And Bob Ma- and Rita Marley said, no, man, don't leave yet, man. Him soon come. And I waited. And it was the most beautiful thing. He laid back in a, in like a, in a little settee. And I had, well, I was working at DAS at the time. And I had one of those reel-to-reel uh, uh, tape recorders. 
And I interviewed him, asked him questions about his upcoming album and things of that nature. And whenever he came to Philly, one time he was going to sign with Philly International Records with Kenny Gamble and Leon Hoff. And when the, the tune uh, Confrontation was coming out, they didn't get to sign him, but I met him at the hotel many times. There was a hotel between on on uh, uh, 17th Street between Sansom and Walnut. There was a hotel right there. And I met him many times. So let me ask you this, because the, the, the actress who played Rita Marley, I thought was fantastic. Her name is Lashana Lynch. And, and I thought, I thought, um, both her and, um, the actor who played, uh, Bob Marley, they did a fantastic job. But one of the things and one of the critiques that I've heard and read is that, you know, like everybody knows Bob Marley has like lots of children. He had lots of women. You know, Rita Marley, I, I, the film depicts her as like his, you know, one of his, his like true love from, from childhood. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it definitely is reflected in the film. Do you, do you think that the film did that side of Bob Marley's legacy a disservice that, that they did not acknowledge or address kind of the complexity of his relationships and the fact that he, you know, had, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of women, which, which some, some see that as a bit of a, of a, a, a character flaw. Listen, we all have character flaws, but one of the things I must tell you, Bob Marley and, and Rita Marley was close. I, this is something that I've seen with my own eyes. When people and girls used to come to the hotel and they were torturing four of them in a room and Bob Marley wanted them to leave, he would go and call Rita Marley, his wife, to put them out of the hotel room. And she did. And there was a, you know, she was a wonderful person like that. There was a trial in, uh, to settle his estate in Florida. And the judge, when they discuss all about Bob Marley's children, the judge asked Rita Marley, how, what of Bob Marley's other children? How are you going to handle that? And Rita Marley said in court, Bob Marley's children are my children. And she took care of all of them. She's a fantastic lady. I think the, the lady who played her did a great job. But as you say, they did not cover all the aspects of, uh, you know, his children and all of that. But Bob Marley, you know, Bob Marley's a Jamaican man, you know, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> and and I guess he was a, a man of a certain generation too. So you could, you know, there. Yes, he was a man of a certain generation. I, I find it fascinating that, there's just been a movie done currently about Bob Marley. I mean, yes, there have been documentaries and things like that, but his life has been so, you know, just enigmatic and fascinating for so long. It's, it's, it's interesting to me that only now have they done a real Hollywood picture about his life because he clearly warranted it a long time ago. What, do, what would you say was the, the thing that was missing very, very powerful uh, question, too, because Bob Marley, the, his lyrics and the songs that he wrote and the songs that he sang had such an impact that the great country of the United States did not want that message to reach black people any part of the globe. Bob Marley was saying, oh, what a rat race, what a rat race. Rasta don't work for no CIA. Those kind of things. Who the cap fit, let them wear it. 
All his songs were so important and powerful. Zimbabwe, he was invited as the main actress when Southern Rhodesia became Zimbabwe and got their independence. Bob Marley was the artist who went down there to celebrate and they invited 40,000 people in the stadium and another 40,000 inside who could not, outside who could not get in. He was truly, truly fantastic. And during the, the, the war, when, 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 uh, they were fighting against Ian Smith in Rhodesia, which became Zimbabwe. They used to wear Bob Marley's picture around their necks, like they wear the cross of Jesus when the Christians do. They used to wear Bob Marley pictures. That's how they revered him and think of He was a very, very powerful artist. And that aspect of the, his life was not included in the movie. You know what I mean? But, but, you know, there will be other movies and they, you know, he, they did an excellent job for a first movie and it's a, it's a taste. They got a taste and they go to the movie and they can hear some serious reggae songs. And, uh, you know, it's, it's coming along, like I say. So Lloyd, today, how is Bob Marley understood? How is his music? Like, I think that his music continues to resonate and reverberate. Um, I have a, a nephew who is, you know, is like six or seven and he's running around talking about don't worry about a thing. So what do you think? How does his legacy translate into today? Is his music still perceived as revolutionary? No, it's just getting into its own. As I mentioned earlier. On the radio in America and the world, when the world is in so much trouble and strife, everywhere you look, here's a Jamaican man, his voice is on the TVs all over the globe saying, don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. Think how comforting that is to a lot of people who are under extreme stress. He made another record that says, until the philosophy which holds one race another and against another is totally abandoned, there will be war. The powers, the United Kingdom, America, Europe, they didn't want those songs to go over to black people, but they can't stop it now because it's on TikTok every day. That's right. <laughs> Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to share about about Bob Marley or the movie? Go see the movie, everybody. It is a, a wonderful movie. Bob Marley is a giant in the world. We lost him at the age of 36 and he has left us monumental work. Familiarize yourself with his music and his lyrics and the songs he wrote. There's a song he wrote called uh, Talking Blues. Cold ground was my bed last night. Rock stone was my pillow too. Meaning he was sleeping on the ground on a stone. His head was on a stone. And that is true. That is not made up. You know, he's, he's oh, there is so much, so much angles to Bob Marley. Go get his music. Go watch the movie. Put your hands where you put your heart when they fly the flag and sing the national anthem. God, Bob Marley was worthy of all of that. All right. Thank you so much, Lloyd. This is Lloyd Cummings, the host of Caribbean Connection on WURD, and he does so much uh, other than that. I appreciate you for taking time out to talk with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. And that's twice as good. You can find news and storytelling from our 28 outlets at our website, url-media.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, 
And we'll be back with a new podcast in two weeks. Thank you.